What's up, everybody? It is that time of the week again. Our favorite night of the week, podcast night. I am your co-host, Rusty Buckets, checking in. Got my infamous colleague, Drew Gann, Uncle Buck, on the show. Welcome to the podcast tonight, sir. Nice to see your mug on the screen once again. Hey, it's good to be here, Rusty. I want you to know that you got me in a little hot water the other day saying that podcast night was the best <laughs> night of the week because then my wife listened. She was like, what about date night? And I was like, listen, uh, that's Rusty's favorite night of the week. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it's my second favorite That's night. fair. I can't <laughs> so, compete with that. Yeah. You know, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to say what I had to say to... <laughs> to to uh, alleviate or mitigate the damage that was done with the woman that I well, Miss Haley, if you're listening so. to this, just know that it is my favorite night of the week and your husband's second favorite night of the week. There you go. <laughs> For there sure. Go. Well, hey, man, we had a good time with a new segment last week at the tail end of the show that I want to move to the front end because I think it could be some good stuff here. But we're going to talk about the newly named Buck's Best and Bucks Beef. Shout out to my colleague, co-host for the names of our segment here. But we're going to talk about like what's our best moment and what's our worst moment either of the week or just what you're feeling, kind of what you're thinking about, uh, and what's going on in your life. So, Drew, what's your Bucks best moment? Well, for all the YouTube watchers here, you're probably wondering why in on the uh, 2nd of August in the year of our Lord 2023, I'm decked out in Grizzlies gear, but there's a good reason, because I stopped by, I've been on the prowl for for a particular item for a long time that has been hotly sold and uh, scarcely found anywhere, and um, I strolled into my local Hibbit Sports here in Ripley, Mississippi, of all (laughs) places, and snatched me a pair of, the YouTube watchers pay attention, snatched me a pair of. Dun da da da. The jaw ones, and so, so uh, I'm telling you, my Ripley Hibbits has got the plug when it comes to Grizzly stuff. I don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe they know that there's one person there <laughs> shopping for all the jaw stuff. But Josh's second year in the league was the, our first year here in Ripley, and I loved uh, this jersey. Actually, the jersey I'm wearing now, the black Vancouver Throwbacks. Uh, well, actually, I guess this is the uh, the original Memphis, the, Memphis yeah. Grizzlies, the, the Pyramid first, Grizzlies. Yeah, the first years they were there. Uh, throwback. Right. And so I wanted this jersey. It was my favorite jersey they had worn. And uh, could not find them anywhere online. Walked into Hibbits and Ripley, and there they are mm. on the wall. And uh, we're me and Haley on date night the other night. We're just strolling through there, just looking at shoes. And just amongst the other shoes was a set of jaw ones. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my goodness, honey. I said, I have to have them. I have to have them. And so, uh, you know, they didn't have my size, of course. And so uh, on the first UPS flight from Florida came a pair of Jaw Ones to Ripley, Mississippi (laughs) in my size. I picked them up today. And uh, I've been, you know, just uh, crossing over my kids all across the house today. Just breaking ankles left and right. My... My sixteen, my eighteen-month-old daughter does not stand a chance. Let me just tell you. <laughs> I saw uh, not all that long ago on, on Twitter. It said the worst part about being an adult is that I got new shoes today, and nobody asked me how fast I could run in them. So how fast can you run in those <laughs> shoes, Drew? <laughs> I'm very, very, very slowly. <laughs> 
there's no <laughs> shot. This increases my abilities whatsoever. Yeah. But they're bold. And I Drew like FaceTimed me from Hibbets, and I'm taking a risk. I did not get a pair because I'm waiting on the grays to come out in about a week. And I'm, those are the ones I've been waiting on. I think they're going to be slick. Hopefully, uh, I can get me a pair before it's too long. But, uh, yeah, nice shoes, man. It's always New shoe day is always a good day. Yeah, I've made that mistake before. So, uh, I, I told a little fib when I said this was my favorite jersey that the Grizz have ever worn, the black original Memphis Grizzlies throwback. My favorite one they wore was Jaws' rookie year, the Vancouver Teal yeah. throwbacks. And they sold out. It was Jaws' rookie year. You could not find a Grizzlies Teal uh, Vancouver throwback jersey anywhere. And I followed a guy on Twitter. Uh, shout out Fast Break Breakfast as an NBA podcast that also dabbles in breakfast mm. food, which is my two, two favorite two. things. And uh, every time they would, he would find them online, he would just tweet it out. And so I just set up tweet notifications, and one day I got a notification, and it said, if you want John jersey, go get it now. And got on the NBA store, ordered it. It's my first NBA jersey I've ever ordered. First jersey I've ever bought of any sport that I, uh, as an adult that I've ever bought. And I went and bought it. And, of course, it was the wrong size. I mean, the thing, you've got to buy those things like two sizes right. too big. you know. And so me as the commoner and the one who wasn't thinking ahead at all realized at that point uh, or decided at that point to send it back and wait for the next shipment to come in. So I sent it back, got my money back, and there was <laughs> never another jersey to be found again. So I didn't mm. get one. Mm. And so for these to show up, at the Ripley Hibbets is just yeah. incredible. Just like, meant to be. I, I sent it to all my friends. I called Rusty. I was like, listen, if y'all want a pair of jobs, y'all just <laughs> let me know. They got the hungers at the Ripley Hibbets of all yeah. places. Yeah, shout out Ripley so, Hibbets, man. Coming in clutch for you there. Yeah, so what's your Bucks Beast? Uh, my man? Bucks Best is coming up on Friday. I am – one of my favorite days is haircut day. There is nothing that makes you feel more fresh than getting lined up, fresh haircut, trims up my beard, trims up my, you know, my my do here, gets me lined up, and I always feel like a million bucks walking out of there. She does the hot towel to my face while she washes my hair, gets the hair out of it. She does a straight razor to my neck, which is a game changer if you haven't had that, man. It's just a oh, crisp yeah. something about that old school. She flips that thing out and just 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 a straight razor to my neck cleans me up and i mean i'm telling you i feel like a million bucks man nothing feels better well, a few things feel better than haircut day <laughs> yeah uh, i was actually planning on getting one tomorrow i just have a uh, a local barber shop here on the square i just walk in anytime i want to and uh and get a haircut i've never had a straight razor shave however it's always been one of those things that mm-hmm. i've wanted like it's the, one of those videos on, on instagram that I always gets sucked into is watching like straight razors i don't know why it is but like i always say like in college when i'd get depressed because like i'm not passing Mm -hmm. anything i was like well if this doesn't pan out i can go to beer school (laughs) or barber and uh i was i would have really considered being a barber if if engineering didn't work out and so I, i don't know what it is i i i've always wanted to get clean shaven with straight razor straight I'm razor i just i've kind of just said until i lose like 40 pounds <laughs> and get rid of these chins 
the beard staying. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, it'll just be shaved just for the experience. It's a growing right Yeah, back every anyway. year for my birthday, I get the full experience. So April, shout out, no free shout outs to steal from busting with the boys. April at Blades does a great job, but she's hard to get in with. So I have to book mine out a couple weeks in advance. But every year on my birthday, I do the full experience where she does the haircut, the straight razor to your neck. She does the straight razor beard trim lineup. So straight razor to the face, the neck, trims it all up. That is a a first-class experience when she does the whole face. You know, Rusty, when I met you for the first time, I mean, I've known you my whole life. My dad used to uh, take me to your high school football games when I was just a baby. Um, (laughs) When I first met you, you were just sporting the goatee. I haven't seen the goatee in a long time. I finally matured past the goatee. You know, every dude thinks his goatee is unique, and, like, it is what it is. Because back then, I was also patches of Houlihan, and I didn't get all the the scruff here on the sides. And now that I'm I'm maturing in my beardom, I'm I'm filling out the beard, and we're not going back to the goatee. At what age does the mustache come back? Because I keep farting with the eyes. I've had a mustache a few times. Is there an age in which people say, oh, you don't – they see you wearing a mustache they don't immediately say you know so that's tough because i think you have to have a certain either thickness or salt and pepperness to make it work because if it's just like right now if i just two year two no it's probably about four three four years ago now i for halloween i went as ron swanson i don't know if you remember me sending you those pictures Uh but i shaved it all off except for the mustache i had a little stick horse for little sebastian i carry i drank scotch all night it was a phenomenal halloween but I texted my brother and my cousin, I think I sent it to you too, and said, Ron Swanson uh-huh. or not allowed within 500 yards of a school zone? <laughs> yeah, I bet it was you not. Unanimous, unanimous that I was Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah, your, your mustache just isn't thick mm-hmm. enough. See, I've done the mustache before. Haley and I went as an old married couple one year for Halloween. It was really just a cop-out way of getting out of like an easy Halloween mm-hmm. costume. We just went and bought bathrobes. And when wore pajama mm-hmm. pants to a party, and I just shaved my face and left the mm. mustache, and I left it for a week mm-hmm. or so, and it got real, like it got to the point where you couldn't see my upper lip, like a true Swanson. Nice. Uh, Tom Selleck esque. It, uh, yeah, it it didn't last long because my wife hated it. But it's I one of those things, it. man. Like unless you can, like, I'll send you a picture. You can put it on right. Instagram. It sounds stories. good because unless you can like furl like your lip and move like Tom Selleck when he's thinking that mustache moves just gracefully side to side. Right. And until you can do that, I don't think you can rock the mustache because mine's very thin. It's full, but it's very thin. And so I would look post Malone esque. If you've seen his mustache, how scraggly that thing looks. That's me with just a mustache, right. but without the talent, you yeah. know, of being able to sing. Yeah. Clearly. Of course. Of course. That's a given. Yeah. You know, we don't assume you have that. So every high has a low. We've had our Bucks best moment for the week. What's your Bucks beef? What's uh what what pissed you off or got your dapper down this week? Um it was this morning. You know, I thought I'd be a good parent. My kids started school today. Uh BB's going into the or started the first grade, Chloe Bucks started uh second grade. And so Haley had her first day, so she needed to be at school early. So it's kind of like a tradition that we've had since we've we've had the kids that I take them to school on mm-hmm. the first day. And it was me and every other parent with a school-aged kid in Ripley, Mississippi. Those I got in the line at 10 after 7 and did not drop those kids off until 7.50. Like they were almost tardy on their Ooh. first day. It Man. was awful. And then my baby girl, I took her to daycare afterwards. And about 
15 minutes into the ride, she had had enough of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so what started out as just a, a fun morning with Dad ended up just being miserable for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I don't think I'm sitting 50 minutes in the car, particularly when you're not moving. Like, it's one thing if you're driving and you've gone 50 minutes. But when you're sitting right. still for 50 minutes with kids who are easily bored, yikes. Right. And, you know, there's a big difference, and parents of small children will know this. In the vehicle with a car, in a car seat, a kid is much eas- more easily entertained if you're driving. Sure. It's like they know when you're sitting sure. still. If you're sitting still, you expect to be gotten out of yeah, the car absolutely. seat. Yeah, absolutely. And so us sitting there, was, and she was just like, all right, I'm ready. What are y'all doing? Yeah, you know, why are we still sitting here? Ooh. Pooper, get off the pot. <laughs> oh, she said, I'm fixing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what she said. And she said, ooh, what's the pot? <laughs> All right, Rusty. Tell us your most miserable moment of the week. So, so last week, I've been taking golf lessons, trying to get better, trying to iron out some kinks in my golf swing. And I played with uh, this guy named Bill, who's been working with us as a contract therapist for the better part of the last year, a little over a year. Paul, one of my other coworkers, and Gina, one of my coworkers, we played golf Saturday morning. Uh, teed off, was having a great time. Golf was okay. Get up to a par three. And excuse me it's a par four and i absolutely strike my drive just a phenomenal drive dead middle of the fairway watching land this is awesome get up to it like man what a great drive dead middle of the fairway bring out an iron and just absolutely pipe another one no piped another one it is dead at the flag i mean dead at the flag and it's a back pin and it hits the green just behind the flag bounces onto the hill and there's a large gap before somebody's yard. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm a little long, but I wasn't too far long. Like, uh-huh. this is going to be an easy chip and putt for a par, for a par right here. I'm excited. Uh-huh. We get down there, and it's short grass all the way up to the yard. And that ball is nowhere to be found. There oh, is no. nothing worse than just puring. I mean, the ball was compressed. It was just a great shot. And when you're playing golf, there's nothing worse. And it's happened a couple times. You just hit a great shot, and it's like, I mean, this is it. I'm going to find this ball. And it ghosts you. <laughs> That's the mark of a successful shot. I'm I gonna mean, like, it. I'm going to find it. That's where we're at, man. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a great shot. I'm going to have an easy chip and putt. And that son of a gun was nowhere to be found. I, we searched all on the side of the hill. We walked down in the yard. We were overturning rocks. We were doing everything we could do to find this daggum golf ball that should have been laying right there. And it was MIA. And I was just, I mean, I was furious. Like, that cost me a stroke after what was a great shot that was probably. Like, I literally probably hit within a foot of the cup just behind it, and then to not find the golf ball was like, like what are we doing here? I, I'm packing in. Like, this is dumb. Why am I even here? <laughs> here? The only thing worse is when you absolutely stripe one and it hits in the middle of the fairway, and it's like, all right, I saw the bounce. I saw where it landed. I know where this ball is. And then you get down there. You're looking for it. You're like, I got a shot here. And it's gone. Like, it's one thing. Like, I I, own. I hit the back of the green. It went off the green. But it's worse when you hit it in the fairway. And that's happened a couple times, whether it's like a goblin or a gnome or like a black hole appears and the golf ball disappears. And my beef this week is with those golf balls you can't find after a great shot. Yeah. Well, fortunately for my golf game, there is no question from when when the ball leaves the club. I know 
whether or not I will find it or not. <laughs> if it's gone, I know it. As soon as it comes <laughs> off the club face, like, oh, yep, not even going to look for that one. <laughs> All right, so we've been having a good time with some trivia. We hadn't done it last week because we had some Instagram polls, but we're going to bring back Stump Drew Sports slash General Trivia. And I've got some pretty good questions for this week, I think. Uh, well, I guess we'll yeah, see Yeah, so that. i got a couple easy tune-ups that are just short questions. So, with the, co- the pending college football season, I do have a couple college football questions for you. But the first couple kind of deal with some history of college football. The first one, do you know what year juniors became eligible for the NFL draft? No. Mm. <laughs> no, I, uh, I couldn't even ballpark that. It's I mean, in uh, – my lifetime, but not yours. Okay, so 88, 89, <laughs> 90, 1990 <laughs> was the first year that NFL, that college football juniors could declare for the NFL draft and be drafted. I thought that was interesting. I, I got 1990 seems, I don't know, I, I felt like it was a little bit longer than that, but 1990 was the first year that juniors could be drafted. Well, you know, I, my train of thought was saying that there's, I have mm-hmm. no idea was because I know it hasn't been in my mm-hmm. lifetime. You know, because I remember in 2003 when Eli was getting ready, or when 2002, I guess, when Eli was inter- was coming out of his junior year, that was mm-hmm. a talk. You know, it was a big thing that Eli decided to come back. You know, it was more prevalent then. You know, it was almost – it was the star quarterbacks typically stayed for their senior year back then. It was, it was not as common right. for you to leave early. But even then, I remember that being the talk, that he was eligible to go mm-hmm. into the draft. And so, uh, I, if it happened before then, it, I mean, I I couldn't tell you. It could have been 1960. <laughs> yeah, 1990, which, I, again, I thought was. So, who was the first junior draft? <coughs> I should have looked know? that up. That's a great question. If I yeah. was a good uh, podcast scheduler, I would have looked that up. Um, yeah. But I'll look that up real quick because that is a good question. I mean, it's probably some offensive tackle we've never heard of before, but 1990, I, I couldn't even tell you, you know, beat. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, let's see. NFL allows juniors. Paul Tagliavu allows juniors. Uh, it looks like here's a 1990 NFL draft. So the first overall pick was none other than Mr. Jeff George, who was a four-year <laughs> starter at Illinois. Um, it looks like it was Blair Thomas, running back from Penn State, was the first junior ever drafted. Okay. Let's see. Uh, and he was the uh, second pick of the draft. Yep. This out of Penn, Penn State. State by the New York mm-hmm. Jets. Okay, that was a junior sale. The junior sale. Cortez Kennedy. Andre mm-hmm. Ware. Uh, Emmett Smith yeah. at 17. Wow, so there's some there's some names here that that you recognize. I remember Rodney uh, Hampton, Leroy yep. Butler. I remember Rodney Hampton at Georgia, not so much in the NFL, but in Georgia. Oh. Uh, there are. Let's see. Let's look and see how many Hall of Famers we've got in here. All right, famous, notable player drafted in the seventh round, pick one ninety two. Hall of Famer uh, out of the Savannah State. That would be an HBC. Shannon Sharp. Uncle Shannon. Shannon Sharp. 
Uh, picked in the seventh mm-hmm. round of that draft. Yeah, his brother was so, a much. Sterling was a much bigger recruit and drafty, like had higher higher expectations, I guess, in the NFL than Shannon did. Sterling Sharp, but Shannon definitely had the better career. So this is showing twelve rounds on Wikipedia. So maybe that's another question when the when the draft yeah, changes. Good look that up. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> Shannon Sharp and. Um, uh, I'm looking at Hall of Famers in the 1990 NFL Draft. Shannon Sharp, Leroy mm-hmm. Butler. Defensive back. Um, Emmett Smith, Junior Seau, and Cortez yeah, Kennedy. Cortez Kennedy out of Miami, that big defensive tackle. Uh-huh. Yep. All right, so we got our so, juniors in the draft in 1990, and it's ruined many college football prospects as these guys go early for sure. Um. All right, so <clears> – <throat> All right, let's do one that's not sports-related before we dive back in. This is one. So I've got, according to InsanelyGoodRecipes.com, what are the top five foods in America? The top five foods, just general foods. Is this... It is, this is entrees. It's not like no. It's, yeah, it's specific. You know? That's what I'm gonna say. It's okay. specific entrees, sides, desserts, uh, snacks. Like it's specific. There's the top five foods in America. Okay. okay. Um. That's burgers. number five. Oh, that's too low. <laughs> uh, number pizza. four. We're working the bottom up. Okay. Too low. <laughs> too low. Um. Yeah. Talk. Not on the list. Not in the top five. Okay. Um, spaghetti. Not in the top five. <laughs> All these can be found at a ballpark or a sporting event, so I guess there's a correlation Steak. there. Steak. Okay. No. Uh, number one. That's the number one voted on food in America okay. is hot dogs. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, popcorn. Nope. <laughs> you said uh, that's a good guess. Uh, uh, nachos. Nope. I got one side and one entree left. French fries. French fries is number two. So you got a hot dog and fries and pizza and burgers and chicken. So close. What kind of chicken? Chicken Uh, chicken tenders is the third. So number one was hot dogs. Number two is French fries. Number three, chicken tenders. Four, pizza. And five, burgers are your top five foods in America. If I were to rank those five in my Mm. own list, it would be pizza, burgers, uh, chicken tenders, French fries, yeah, hot that's dogs. That's not bad. Almost the inverse. So yeah, for me it'd be pizza is my favorite <sighs> food. It's the I've talked about it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think like there's nothing more versatile mm-hmm. than pizza. And so if you told me I could only eat one dish for the rest of my life, it would be pizza yeah. because it comes in so many. For varieties. me, it's and you know my plate yeah, theory. Yeah, you know absolutely. For me, that's yeah. tacos. I can eat tacos every day for the rest of my life because you you yeah. church them up. You could do that's breakfast. It. Yeah, breakfast, brisket. All my, you know, you, you can know. do barbecue, you can do chicken, you can do shrimp. And all my Weight Watchers that I've been doing, I'm down 15 pounds. Shout out to Weight Watchers. Hey, Thanks. congratulations. I've been e- the, the camera must add 20. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, but I've been doing breakfast tacos a lot, man. Eggs, banana peppers, and taco sauce on a soft shell roll. That has been a killer, killer breakfast. Eggs, banana peppers, and hot sauce. That's it is. Good. And it's Actually. only the, the, the hot, the, well, it's the taco sauce is one point. The shell is three points. A four-point breakfast for those of you keeping up at home. I'm sure there's lots of people keeping up, keeping a scorecard of Rusty's Weight Watchers. You never know. At home. Our listeners are, are, are devoted <laughs> fans, man. 
For sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. In our next blog post, Rusty will detail his <laughs> diet of the day. Yeah, I'll be one of those Instagram influencers. <laughs> he will meal. He will show you his meal prep for his weight. What water. I eat it a day. Uh, it's going to be a gold member access only, and you have to be over sixty-five <laughs> years old or a female. That's over it. 40. I'm going to film everything like these Instagram influencers do and say what I eat in a day as a podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah. On Weight Watchers. Slash physical. On Weight Watchers. Nah, that's that's my that's my side hobby. All right, yeah. can you name uh, one more before we deep dive on college football? Can you name the four NBA teams that don't their mascot doesn't end with an S? There's four. Okay, we're going to do this mm-hmm. again. There's just four uh, this time. Utah the Jazz, Jazz Thunder. Thunder. I'll get all these if you just be. Patient. I got. No, I got none but time. Um, all right, we're going to go east to west. I'm going to think of. I'm going to think of uh, playoff mm-hmm. teams. All right, so California. Oh wait, we're going Lakers, west to Clippers. east then. Yeah, no. of course. <laughs> I just want to pay attention. <laughs> You're dyslexic of the years. <laughs> Uh, Lakers, Clippers, Kings. You're way off. Warriors. Uh, okay, so I'm guessing it's not on the, the not left on the, coast. Not there. on the wrong coast. Uh, all right. Um, so the East Coast, Knicks, Nets, Hornets. Magic, Magic. is number three. There's one more. Uh-huh, so I'm missing one more. Uh, Magic, Hawks. Uh, Ooh, you've gone too far. You missed one. They're both in the same state. Magic and the Heat. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Heat. heat. So I would have. Yeah, we'd had to make a circle all the way yeah, back around the uh, country. <laughs> well, I was. I had a method, and then you started giving me hints, and I was like, "Okay." Why well, don't want our read, listeners just sitting there listening and just going, "Uh." Yeah. <laughs> well, when you ask me open-ended uh, <laughs> questions, so I, I would have. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't disagree. Yeah, there's only yeah right. So we'd have got there eventually. But <laughs> this isn't like in in all of, uh, in all of Division One football. Right. We would have got there by minute forty, maybe minute forty five. We would have got there. Yeah. All right, two yeah. college football questions to wrap up our trivia section. So okay. um, let's go with this one first. There's five teams. There's technically there's five, four, five. There's six teams that have had multiple weeks as the number one team in the college football playoff poll era. There's six teams. Three of them are tied at four, and then there are three teams above that. So we got six teams that have had multiple weeks. Do you, consecutive? Yeah, consecutive. Well, I mean, oh. some of them are, some of them aren't, but the most weeks at number one in the college, remember, which started in 2014 to present, 14. there's yeah. been six teams that have had multiple weeks as number one. Uh, Mississippi State, because I know that's why you're asking. They're tied for fourth with three. Yes. Uh, And then it's been back to peasanthood. That's all right. Hey, we were the first number Uh, one team ever in the college football (laughs) poll. I was at that game. And Ole Miss was was at Mm -hmm. number four. I was was at that Auburn game that we beat Auburn. It was either going to be us or Auburn for number one because we were like – it was like three versus four at that point, and y'all were just behind us, and we beat Auburn. Greatest college. We had beat that was Alabama, the greatest college football. Which yeah. opened. Greatest college football experience I've ever had was beating Auburn at that. It was game day was there. It was like the obvious because Florida State had lost or there was something that were like we were going to like this team. Whoever won this game was the right. next number one, and we freaking beat them, man. Let's go, right. Hail State. Anyway, right. Yeah. Uh, what happened is Ole Miss beat mm-hmm. Alabama. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it uh, was. But, uh, but Ole Miss had gotten a lot. They had went and lost to uh, Will Greer's steroid <laughs> using Florida. self. Yeah, and f- at Mississippi Florida. State. We, uh, no, actually, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Uh, we lost to Memphis. Mm, even worse. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, we reeled off three consecutive wins against Arkansas, Kentucky, and I think Alcorn State, and then we lost to Alabama, Ole Miss, and Georgia Tech to finish out the year. Georgia yes. Tech rushed for about 600 yeah. yards in the that Orange was, Bowl. <laughs> that was like the peak of my existence because I knew going into that game we were better than y'all. And y'all were coming in and it was like, all we got to do is win and we're going to be in the playoff. And it was not yeah. even close. Like It was just dismantling. Like, we and and you went into that Alabama game so and we almost beat like, like and they jumped better, out you guys better chill they jumped out seventeen nothing and then they're nineteen nothing and we came back and made it nineteen seventeen and I think we lost like twenty two to seventeen but we just came so freaking close to winning that game Ugh. anyway all right so we've got Mississippi State they're they're tied for fourth with two other teams with three okay all right oh they're tied with three other teams but you said no they're tied with teams, two right? other teams with three weeks. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, There's obvious ones here. Uh, TCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't. It can't be that obvious because Alabama and Georgia are. That's way one up two. There. That's Alabama's twenty four. Georgia's yeah. two at twelve. Ohio it's tied State. with Mississippi State with three. Okay, that's a little lower mm-hmm. than I thought. They have not um, been. They've had that one year in fifteen, and other than that, they have not been the number one team. Yeah, but they've been to the playoff. Yeah, with years. usually with a loss, because you, you know, know Ohio State's always going right. to have that loss. They're typically as a four right because they're going to lose yeah. to Purdue or you know. It's just when you get that mm-hmm. ranking is yeah. the question. Like if the loss is late, you can have a couple right. of weeks there. Um, Number Clemson. three with eight, and so there's one other team with tied with Mississippi State and Ohio State with three. Oh really? There's just one mm-hmm. more team. Uh, LSU's oh, LSU. got three in that 2019 yeah. year Burrow. with Joe Burrow. Yep, because they were behind. They were number two behind Alabama all year until they beat Alabama, and then they took over at the end of the year and became one of the greatest college football teams of all time. I saw that team play. That was the fastest football team from the offensive line to Jamar Chase to uh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire, like fastest football team I've ever seen in person. With, with that game in Starville, you came and mm-hmm. visited. I, you, I was out mm-hmm. there with you uh, in the right. junction just hanging out yep. before the game. Uh, was that the first year of Burrow or was that the that title That was the year? title year. That was 19 because Keith and okay. Caitlin came down with us and we just like – that was uh-huh. his first SEC game. And uh, and at halftime, it was 19-16. It was close at halftime and we lost 36-16. to <laughs> Right. That team – We were just, awful. In my opinion, it's the greatest – Football team they were the play. second best I've ever seen in my lifetime because I remember that 0-1 Hurricanes team that was just unbelievable, unbelievable. That That's team, fair. but that was that that was a defensive. That was our best. I, I, I saw ever. a video on Instagram this week. It sh- it said that they went 13 and 0 that year, and if you took away all of their offensive touchdowns, they would have still won 10 games. With just right. defensive and that. special teams touchdowns, they would have won. They'd have went ten and three if they didn't score a single offensive touchdown. That's, that's so, dirty. That's so oh, stupid. that's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my last one, right. and this I'm excited about this. This is easy. cool. This this is not super easy. I'm excited about this one. I mean, it, it kind of is if you think about it. But there are eight Power Five 
schools that don't have a city or state in their name. There's eight. Mm. And I can give you the conferences, but there are eight that don't have, because I can narrow it down a little bit. And so we've got one in the ACC, three in the Big 12. Well, let me... uh... Let okay. Me give it a All shot. right. We've got eight. There are eight. Liberty. There are nine. This was not on my list, so there is nine now that. Well, yeah, I guess they're Division One now, yeah. Yeah, they're D one. You know, they're not. So, uh, power so they're five. not Power Five. I guess that's uh, fair. So these are the yeah, eight Power Five conferences. So Liberty would be the ninth, uh, but these are just in Power Five conferences. Rutgers, Rutgers is one from the Big Ten. Uh, does Ole Miss count? No, because Miss Mississippi Mississippi is in there. Okay. Because yeah, I looked at that, and I, I started to put that on there, but I'm like, yeah. no, I miss Ole Miss. It's the University of Mississippi, yeah. so no. Um, Tulane. They're not Power 5. No, nope, not Power list? 5. You said, oh, just, that's not Just city, Power though. 5. Yeah. So think yeah, ACC, okay. SEC, Big 12, Big 10, ACC. Clemson. Clemson's a city. In South Carolina. Oh. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've never it's, been to the city. I mean, it's a Clemson suburb of Greenville. It'd be like South Haven is to Memphis. Yeah. Like, it's a suburb. Uh, but it's okay. a city. Uh, all right. Uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is the only SEC representative on our list. Okay. And I heard you say, you said three from the Big There's Ten. one, two, three, three Big Ten, yep. Okay, so I you've got, got Rutgers. Rutgers. You got two left in the Big Ten, and they're both really um, smart, smart people. Both really smart people. Um, Purdue, Purdue. is a big in engineering college. Yeah, it's in. Um, it's it is Indiana. in Indiana. Uh, Bloomington. Shoot, what's no? That's in, this that's university, you. Indiana University. Uh, it is in what West, West Lauderdale. Lauderdale. Yep. Yeah. Um, so Purdue, Rutgers. No, West Lafayette. West Lafayette. We're thinking of uh, Lauderdale down there in Lauderdale County, Mississippi. Yeah, Lauderdale. West uh, Lafayette is Purdue. Yeah, so we got West Purdue Lafayette, and Rutgers Indiana. so far. You got one more Big Ten team. Oh, man. Uh, why am I having trouble with this? The they got a big journalism school. Big. Mike, Mike Greenberg went there. Oh, Northwestern. Northwestern. It's a direction. Not a, so they're in Chicago, but yeah, Northwestern yeah. is your last Big yeah, Ten. Yeah. So then we've got two Big 12, an ACC, and a Pac-12 left. Two Big Two Big 12. 12. One of them is a new Dollars. member of the Big 12. Uh, Central mm-hmm. Florida? That's not but a it's city. a state. It's a state. Uh, SMU. Uh, they're, not a, they're not Power That's, 5. Not yet. They're in the big. So the we've got two. Year. So there we go. I forgot they're going Big, big 12. 12. So I forgot they're moving up. So there's nine. So SMU, we got yeah. two more in the Big 12. Uh, Another new member uh, with SMU that's coming in. Baylor, Baylor. is one of the standing members. Uh, RG3, it's in Waco, Texas. And so one there's of the another new, new ones, member. So they added, they added UCF, SMU. BYU, Brigham Young University in Utah. They're not in Provo. They're in uh-huh. – uh, they are in Provo. Uh, Provo, are Utah. Provo. Yeah. Uh, BYU, the Fighting Tigers, the Mormon Tigers out there. 
So yeah. now we've got one Pac-12 and one ACC school left. One ACC, one Pac-12. Uh, let me think here. I'm going up and down in my head. I'm going up and down the coast, the west coast here. Uh, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, Colorado. Colorado's RIP. Yeah, yeah, I know, we'll talk but, about that here in a minute. Uh, but you, you've already yeah. passed the state it was in. In mm-hmm. California. Stanford. Stanford. It's in Palo Alto, California. Yeah. Stanford is a yeah. community apparently in there. There was some controversy when I was looking this up, but it is not a city or state. Stanford is in Palo Alto, California. All we got left right. is the ACC school. The ACC school. All right. Um, <clears throat> I think in Florida, Clemson. Um, Duke. Duke's not a city. It's It's in in Raleigh, Raleigh. but Raleigh. uh, That's not the one that I had. Add it to your list. There's ten, man. Like two two four seven sports needs to update their list because Yeah, Duke is a Duke is a power five college. Yeah, come on, two four seven. You're letting me down. And letting if you listen to this, you're letting Uh, me down. Uh okay, I thought I had that. So we've got ten power five. Man, come on. Two four seven sports. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, I always want to camp out in the Florida. Mm-hmm. So you're in the neighborhood. It's not by uh, yeah. saying Duke. You are in the neighborhood. North it's Carolina, North Carolina, NC State. They had uh, a really good baseball program. Wake, Wake Forest, Forest is in Winston-Salem, North yeah. Carolina. The Demon Deacons, Wake Forest, and now Duke. So we got 10. So our 10 are Wake Forest, Baylor, but Wake Forest, Duke, Baylor, BYU, Purdue, Northwestern, Rutgers, Stanford, Vandy, and SMU. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, apparently. 247 Sports is what, what in the world, man. Making me look bad here on this podcast. What in the world? Anyway. All right, let's move right into uh, Drew. You and I have talked about this on the podcast many times. If you put USA on something, I'm going to root for it. Doesn't matter what it is. Oh, may have to redact that well, a little bit. Maybe. Because um, I did not watch the United States versus Portugal. No, I didn't watch that either, but. Woke up and everybody was mad about the Women's World Cup. And I, for the life of me, I just rolled over. <laughs> I rolled over my beautiful wife and I said, Hey, did you know that women were playing soccer right now? <laughs> Who were celebrating a 0 0 tie with Portugal, but because of a technicality, they're going to get to advance. And Carly Lloyd just let them have it. Why are you celebrating a 0 0 tie? I'm like, I'm here she for said, it. She said. The uh, the goalpost was the MVP because that's the only reason they Absolutely. tied instead of long. Is a girl hit the post. Absolutely. Like, that's just awful. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, in the 12U Baseball World Championship, the United States has gone 4-1 in pool play, playing in Taiwan. But let me read off some of these final scores for you, Drew. In the opening matchup against New Zealand in in Taiwan, the U.S. won 43-1. 43-1. 
three. There's to a one. bunch of there was a bunch of twelve year old kids on this team named Blaze and <laughs> yeah. Berkeley and at, you know, just some And then there was that things. one kid who in the game against the Dominican Republic as a 12-year-old, hit about a 400-foot home run, but he's like six feet, and his birth certificate just says, I am 12, like from bench warmers. But in a four, he had, it was such a tank that every single infielder from the Dominican Republic came up to him and shook his hand because he had an absolute bomb. And I'll see if I can find it and post it on our Twitter account. But we beat New Zealand 43-1, to lost to the Dominican Republic 13-9, to then turned around and beat Korea 5-1, to Freedom Rings, and then beat Chechia twenty-five to nothing. Could you could you point to that on? A, it's on somewhere a in Eastern Europe. That's all. I think it's the former Czech Republic. Well, I, I mean, think <laughs> it's one of them little countries right in there in that like Slav area. I, I don't know. But we're four and one in pool play. Right. And for those of you that want to watch, we play again at two thirty a.m. Eastern time uh, tomorrow morning. So in about six hours, I play against Venezuela. And then again tomorrow night against Japan at 11 p.m. So you got a long day if you want to watch 12U right. baseball. <laughs> We've talked about 12U baseball, uh, the unimportant stuff for too long. And allow me to uh, to interject the important stuff about this 12U American baseball team. Let's talk about the oh, names. Gosh, I'd hate to know what they are. <laughs> you know, when we were naming our daughter, uh, we ended up going with a family name. We named her after my grandma, whose name was Virginia. And so that's what we named our daughter. We call her Jenny. But I told my wife, there's two rules I have. We will not make up a name, and we will not misspell <laughs> a name. And if there's anything that women of my age did when oh, raising kids and having kids, it was uh, just coming up with the most backwards <laughs> name of all times. So we've got a Micah and a Tyler. Okay, cool. We've got a Kingston. So we've got an American kid named after a Jamaican yep, capital. Sense. We've got Ty Glaus, which immediately made me think, could that be Troy's kid? <laughs> uh, we've got a Gavin. We've got a Paris, which is another city. Uh, Leland. Rayland. Leland is a city in North Carolina, just big, up the road from me. Uh, named after Jim Leland, former manager of the Detroit Tigers, <laughs> probably. Um, a Raylan. I guess he's a big Justified <laughs> fan. A Zaylan. Zaylan and Raylan. They got to be twins. Uh, a Julian. I think Julian's unfortunate last name is Newton. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the silent K in front, so it doesn't look terrible. But yeah. <laughs> um, a Bowen. A shout, shout out, out Bowen. Bowen. <laughs> you know, uh, Nicholas misspelled. Uh, that's uh, N I C H O L I S mm. for some reason. A Jet, a Boston, mm. and a Grayson. Shout out Grayson Allen, former so, Memphis Grizz. Yeah, this is uh, not, not him. him. Well, no. while we're on names here, we've talked about 12U baseball long enough. While we're on names, we're going to transition into the college football 2023 all-name team. All-name team. Dude, there are some names on here. You ready for this? All right, yes, we're doing please. offense first. We're going to start top down. So, our quarterback. Oh, let me guess. It's it's going to be General, General Booty. Booty, starting quarterback for Oklahoma. So this is from two four seven Sports on Twitter. They let me down in our uh, our our list earlier, but they're not going to today in the names list. We got some names here. How about a running back? Do you know a running back? Oh, uh, I, I know who Who's it should that? be. Uh, it should be uh, my boy from Ole Miss. Who's that? 
I'm sorry. I just went totally You just looked at me like I was supposed to know. On the SEC leading rusher last year as a true freshman. Yeah. Quinshawn Judkins. It's not Quinshawn Judkins. It's It's a a former Auburn (laughs) Auburn player transferred to Colorado. Oh, no, no. Auburn. No, he was the – I guess I think he was at Auburn. Cavazier Smoke is the running back. Kentucky, Kentucky, that's where he came from. I knew it was SEC. Cavazier Smoke. Cavazier. I didn't know he went to Colorado. Colorado playing for primetime now. Okay. Uh, We've got two wide receivers on this team. One of them was the internet sensation a couple years ago from Louisiana. It was an LSU recruit. DeColdis Crawford at Louisiana Tech. So he's jumped Mm -hmm. around a lot. He started out Mm -hmm. in Nebraska, I think. Uh, or maybe Nebraska. No, was Nebraska's the where stop. he started, and then he went JUCO, and now he's at La Tech. Dakota's Crawford, and not to be yeah. outdone for I don't I don't remember Darealist Clark is the other wide receiver, and I don't Darealist. recognize this. I mean, you call him about a wide receiver one and two, Darealist and Dakota's. That's yeah, they're probably I mean, they got to be. Are they brothers? I, think, I don't think so. Derealist plays at a little small college. Uh, let's see. He plays – I just looked it up and it went blank. Uh, at Defiance College. Defiance College. That's why I didn't recognize that mascot. Oh. Yeah, He's defying the odds as the name there. So, um, unlike most NFL football teams, we had one of the last fullbacks or one of the few fullbacks retire this week from Pittsburgh. We have a, a fullback from Tulane whose name is – Fat Watts, P H A T, Fat Watts. So he ain't fat, but that's he's fat. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great name for Louisiana, especially at, at fullback. Like fat, that's it, Domino, man. Especially at fullback. Know, the, the jazz culture. He yeah. had no hope but to play football with a name like Fat Watts. Right. So now we're gonna move to the big ugly. Starting at tight end, um, at FIU, go Panthers. We have Rowdy Beers as our tight end. That's great. Oh. Hey, you need a beer. You need a beer. If he's not, I think he is. But if he's not sponsored by a barstool at this point, like they're missing out. Right. This one that I know is a barstool athlete, a starting offensive lineman from the Ohio University Bobcats. We have Parker Titsworth. <laughs> What's his number? Oh, it's got to be sixty-nine. <laughs> I don't think there's another choice. <laughs> a, big, a big, ugly last name. Titsworth got to be sixty-nine. While you're looking that up, we have from Auburn, we have Jaden Muskrat. That's weak. Mm. It goes up from here. Uh, from Shh. <laughs> He's number I knew 69. it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Jaden Muskrat. Uh, from the University of Charlotte, we have Panda Askew. What a great first name for an offensive lineman is Panda. Panda. <laughs> it is a good one. From UNLV, the Runner Rebels, we have Tiger Shanks. Iowa State, we have Dodger Saucer. And and then our kicker from Central Florida is Colton Boomer. So that is your first. Boomer is a For a punter, right? Like, let him go, man. That's our first team all name 2023 college football team. Look at Parker Titsworth. That's a hundred percent Parker Titsworth. Like, I, like red hair, <laughs> beard, looks like he's stoned to the bone. Like exactly how you think he would look. Our our Spotify and Apple and podcast listeners, look up Parker Titsworth. It will be worth your time. Be- mm. Wonder what Mister Tit, Mister Mrs. Titsworth. <laughs> you know he's going to meet a woman one day that he's really going to love, and he's going to be like, baby. 
You got to change your name. She's going to be like, no, I am a progressive woman, and we're doing. I am keeping my name. <laughs> yeah, you can take my name, but I'm even not if she ain't name. a progressive woman, she's going to become one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, so we are running a three-three-five on our defense. So we've got three defensive linemen, three linebackers, and five defensive backs. So our starting defensive line, first from the University of Alabama at Birmingham, we have Fish McWilliams, F-I-S-H. They should have called him uh, – uh, what's the – Fish name? Filet. <laughs> what's His the middle name's got to be yeah. Filet. <laughs> the, the McFish <laughs> Filet. Yeah. Yeah. Octavius – Oxendide from Kentucky is our other defensive lineman. And then I got to be real careful with this one. From Boston College at Golden Eagle, his name is Shitta Silla. S H I T T A H. Silla. S I. That's not how I looked it up on YouTube, man. I promise that's how they were saying it. His name is Shitta Silla. That's what they were saying on the YouTubes. That sounds like one of those medicines you see on the whole. That's like the and that or it's like that that urban legend of Shathid, right? Like his parents, like yeah, yeah. they may not have been pronouncing uh, it right on YouTube, but I looked at about three videos to make sure that I wasn't gonna come on this family podcast and mess up. Right, you know, if you're watching like Jeopardy in the middle of the day, the only commercials are like medicines for hemorrhoids mm-hmm. and stuff. Like if you you have been struggling with hemorrhoids try (laughs) (laughs) that's when you got an infected hemorrhoid instead of penicillin you get and then you've then you've got like the uh the ambulance chasing attorney if you're one of your loved ones have come down with cancer because you've taken one or more doses of shittacilla please contact us at 800 we get money morgan morgan for the people (laughs) All right. We need to do a whole episode on our favorite commercials that are like low budget commercials. Because Corey B. Trotz Mm. just emptied the clip. Absolutely. And and our our listeners who are not in the Mid South, look up some Corey B. Trotz commercials because they are the most ultimate, like low budget, high priced attorney that. Apparently, so I, I knew some people in Memphis who knew Corby Trotz. He hadn't tried a case since 2001, but he's just he's in their no. commercials and he plays tennis at the Memphis Racquet Club. That's all this man does. Yeah, w- what's funny is like if this is a real, you've got to be local to Mississippi and Alabama to get it. But like for every dime that Corby Trotz and are you talking about the billboards, TV ads, Alexander Shannara, Alexander Shannara. <laughs> Has every billboard from Mississippi to Especially Alabama once you get on, that you will If you find. go 78 to 65 to get down to Mobile, it is every third billboard. <laughs> no kidding. Right. And most time it's like four or five mm-hmm. in a row. Like you're, they're. I mean, the billboard business is booming in Alabama because, because of, of Alabama. One Shalom. law practice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man. It's just ambulance chasers. You know, if you spend that much money on advertisement, you probably get like the the last seven attorneys from every yep. law school that's that hasn't found a job that's it and all it's they're doing is, is it's all they're doing is sitting in the, yeah they're just sitting in the lobbies of hospitals yep. at all times so you well, listening to police scanners all day long 100 percent right. Yeah. So our next is the second best position group with our best position group still to come the linebackers yeah, yeah I would have assumed that it, it's always like the uh the defensive backs and wide receivers. That are Let me tell you this. You ain't ready for these defensive backs. I'm just here to tell you, you ain't ready <laughs> but, for them. 
All right, hit me with a line. From the University of Nebraska, we have Chief Borders. Yeah, we'll see. That's that's very racist. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of on the money for Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. It's kind of on the money there. Um, from the from Duke, we have <clears throat> memorable factor. That's all. First thing memorable, memorable, last factor. name factor, memorable factor. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Factor for a great name choice for your child. Yeah. He they ought to do the longest yard and let him wear the yes. X. <laughs> number the number X, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm number ten, but please make yeah. it an X. You gotta have factor Dr. X. X. X factor is perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need you to do me a favor right now. I need you to grab your phone, and I need you to look up this linebacker from the University of Texas San Antonio, the road runner. His name is Pig Cage. I need to know what this gentleman looks like. And our listeners to the podcast, oh, please wait. look up Pig Cage because I'm hoping it's like Parker Titsworth and does not disappoint. And that he looks like a pig cage. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you the first three pictures that pop up on mm-hmm. Google, okay? Yep. Number one. <laughs> that's not That's pigs not accurate. More two. pigs in the cage. Pigs in the cage. This is probably mm-hmm. PETA. Number three. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's the third there Google search for pig U- cage. <laughs> UTSA team-issued Adidas polo with a grill. <laughs> <laughs> and some time. I was hoping more for like a Buster Pool uh, type character. You remember that linebacker that played at all at Arkansas for a hundred uh, years? That's Bumper, Bumper Pool, pool. That, yeah, played there forever. Yeah, yes, Drew Morgan, all those garbage white that linebackers. Played. No, uh, you know what I found out What's today? That? Do you remember Pete oh, yeah. Prather? He's from Ripley. Still lives in Ripley. No kidding. I was sitting there eating with a coworker today, a lineman, and. They were. Uh, we had a guy from another pl- from another company coming in and helping us with some stuff, and we were just talking about old high school mm-hmm. football stuff, you know. And and he was like, "Oh yeah, my nephew played Mississippi at, State, uh, man. I, yeah, go Mississippi dogs. State, you know." And I and he was just like, "Oh yeah, I didn't know that was your nephew." And I was like, "Hold on a second, who are y'all talking about?" He's like, "Pig." I was like, "Pig? Who's Pig? Pig Prather?" And I was like, "Okay, I he know was that on the name. same team. You know, with, what a great name, Pig Prather and Porkchop Womack from the '90s at Mississippi State. Man, yeah. two solid names, Pig and Porkchop." Yeah, <laughs> he said he played on those Joe yeah, Lee Dunn teams. Absolutely, Fred Smoot, yeah. uh, Porkchop Womack. Oh, that that Fred Smoot was after, that was Cheryl. That was Cheryl. I remember. Fred I think he Smoot. was the tail end of Joe uh, Lee Dunn heading into Jackie Cheryl, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. So, but maybe. yeah, man, those were the days, man. Porkchop and Pig. All right, so we've got our linebackers. Drew, are you ready for the position group that takes the cake in the 2023 NCAA football all-name team? Yes, I'm ready for the linebackers. <laughs> yeah, first up, the, the punter is very disappointing. It's, it's whatever. Yes. But first up, from the University of North Texas, probably the best name on this list, first name, Mo, M-O-H, last name, Billity. Yep. B-I-L-I-T-Y. Mo- Mobility. I, I've seen that one floating around. Mobility. What a great a name. Mobility. Name. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more fun if he was like a nose tackle. Was <laughs> Had no pounds, mobility. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to. Yeah, that's probably a, that's probably like both names. Like his first name is probably Mohammed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, that because it's spelled M-O-H, it's making me think. But like Billity is probably like a. A surname that he yeah. gives himself. Like knowing your first name is Mo, it's got to be mobility, and it makes me think of. I'll never forget. I went to a Mississippi State game after I graduated. They were playing Arkansas, and I don't I mean, big ninety two defensive tackle for Arkansas. Got broke loose in the backfield. Was heading out Chris Ralph, and he went 
to block a pass. <laughs> and he was so big and his shoulder pads were so tight that he threw his arms up and they only got to about here. He didn't quite get to 90 degrees. It was just like waving his hands back and forth. <laughs> like, in my mind, that should be mobility. <clears throat> All right, let me let me tell you this real quick. I just did a quick Google search for mobility, <laughs> and I've always found like the funniest parts of a Google search is the uh, people also mm-hmm. search for. Okay, people also search for dude person, <laughs> shit us a lot, pig cage and mobility. <laughs> <laughs> All people that we've talked yep. about tonight. Well, <laughs> shit us a lot has. A lot of <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And you've let the cat out of the bag for University of Central Arkansas. We have Dude Person is one of our other defensive yeah. backs. Another solid, solid name. We yeah. have from the University of Alabama, Kool Aid McKinstry. It's a defensive back. Good yeah. first name. First round pick. Yeah, solid first name. Uh, shout out to when he actually went by his for the real f- first freshman name, year. Is, I don't remember what it was. What was his? Ah, uh, what was his real? It, it was it was a wild mm-hmm. name too. It was one of those high, uh, hyphenated names. Or um, I'm I looking it up real quick. Uh, let's see, Kool Aid. It's even hyphenated. It's Cool Dash Aid. Just like just like it should be spelled. Quincy. I just yeah. Quincy. Quincy from Birmingham, Alabama. He's a defensive back at the University of Alabama. A good player, but Kool Aid McKinstry. I'll be honest with you, Quincy McKinstry is better 100%. than Kool-Aid. It just flows better. <laughs> Quincy McKinstry. It just flows better. You know, it was always funny when he signed there because he was a big recruit. Oh, yeah. and he signed. It was always funny. Everybody like, there's no way Nick Saban called him Kool-Aid because <laughs> he was like, people call me Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Call me Kool-Aid. And I think he actually went and changed legally. his name. I'm 100% Kool-Aid. legally. Yeah, mm-hmm. legally. So now he's like, okay, now Saban. You have, you to, have call to call me Kool-A, Kool-Aid, or just look at me and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> So our last two, both Division One players, we've got Mr. Uh, defensive back from Louisville Cardinals, Storm Duck. Storm Duck. And then a safety from LSU, Major Burns. That's not a good name to have as a defensive back. Not at all. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. You're going to get yelled at every Mm -hmm. time you get burnt. Burns. Okay. (laughs) You might as well call him Eli Apple as much as he's going to get burnt, but – uh, oh, man. And finally, we'll round it out with our punter, who's not that great. It's Max Von Marburg. But I guess great. I mean, it's a punter. Like, what could you expect? Yeah. Could've I think the, the winning group there would be the defensive backs, or like you said earlier, the wide receivers. Bring back McQuincy. Bring <laughs> That's back our Gaquincy. petitions. Bring back McQuincy. <laughs> Speaking of college football, we'll stick there for our next couple topics, man. How about this Iowa-Iowa State betting scandal, man? This is wild. So we had a quarterback from Iowa and a punt and a Iowa I, State. No, no, it was, yeah, Iowa State. And then the kicker uh-huh. from Iowa betting on college football games. So I, I know you, you sent me about the Iowa State quarterback. The Iowa kicker, this is the wild part. This was in 2021. He's a walk-on kicker, Aaron Blom, B-O-L. B L O M bet the under as a kicker bet the under in the 2021 Sahawk football game which was won by Iowa 27-17 the over under was 45 so he hit it so it hit at 44 he, he, so he wagered 170 times under his mother's name for $4400 on DraftKings and was underage while doing it he's playing yeah. chess while we're playing checkers man <laughs> 
No. Because he, he got going. He got himself in trouble. He got his mama yeah. in trouble. Get, Approximately uh, eight bets just, he placed. Yeah. So that's what I. That was the point I was going to make. Is he used his mom's name because he was under mm-hmm. twenty one. He is a kicker <laughs> and betting under in a game that went under by mm-hmm. one point. So and he was the kicker that you got to know. One like, point. <laughs> right, and so immediately you're just like, okay, how many extra points did he miss? How many field goals did he miss? Did he miss any crucial, you know, that could have been accused of did point he? shaving? You know, because you got to think, you know, you, in a game that's 17 to 27, you're not really thinking wins and losses mm-hmm. here, but you can think over under for sure, and over unders, and that is very very suspicious. Uh, I saw you break out your notebook. So, I'm going to look up the stats for that game while you bring that up. Yeah. Uh, well, I was also going to – another story came out a few hours ago about a University of Iowa basketball player that has since transferred to uh, – this year transferred to Nebraska. A man by the name of Aaron Uless, uh placed roughly 2,000 bets wagering – Approximately, I don't know if this is wagered wins or losses, $35,000. Good Lord. Uh, Nebraska was made aware of the allegations, and he was he stayed at home from the team's overseas trip, uh, team <coughs> trip overseas. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I showed that the Iowa punter, uh, Mr. Blom, placed 170 bets totaling uh, – Roughly forty four hundred dollars, mm. and uh, the Iowa State. I haven't seen uh, the Iowa State quarterback. I haven't seen much about so he that. Was, I saw a video going around of him in a bar betting a girl. Uh, apparently, an Iowa fan that's a girl at a bar betting her five hundred dollars that they were going to mm-hmm. beat them. And I was like, okay, that's just sounds So, funny. in this game, that Hunter yeah. Decker is his name. He went 11 for 16, 114 yards, QBR of eight, 86.3. He actually replaced Brock Purdy, who had a QBR of 13 with three picks that day. Um, but Blom, sadly, did not register any stats for Iowa at the time. Their kicker, uh, he was a walk-on kicker. Their kicker, which was Caleb Shudak, S-H-U-D-A-K, was two for three on field goals with a long of 51 and three for three on extras. So he mm. clearly did not have any – he didn't kicker. have any stake in the game there. Yeah. yeah. So you still can't bet oh, on Come on, man. Shoeless Joe Jackson learned uh, that way back in the 19 aughts. Shoeless Joe Jackson was innocent. He was. He was. First off, he couldn't read. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson, it, it, is, it is historically proven fact that Shoeless Joe Jackson could mm-hmm. not read. Now, could you be made aware? And, and still make a bet, you know, probably. Probably, but many, many historians believe that he was uh, guilty by Just because you can't read don't mean you can't math. And so he may have <laughs> been putting some, <laughs> some bets out there. You saying it that way reminded me of a funny story. My daughter, uh, going into second grade, she tested into the uh, what we used to call the enrichment yeah, yeah. program. They call it intellectually Ooh. gifted. Uh I, she does not have any of my genes, so I can't claim it. Uh, but uh, today she was excited going to school. She was telling her friend, our neighbor, uh, took her to school today too. And uh, she was like, uh, so Lily, uh, I forgot to tell you, but I tested into intellectual gifted. 
<laughs> and I was like, Chloe, on based based on that sentence alone, they're probably going to take you out of intellectually gifted. <laughs> That's great. And then coming home from school today, BB said, "My favorite time was math, but I have no idea what." <laughs> and if you can't relate with that, dude. I don't know Whew, what to do. That you. math ain't math, man. I feel that. Sh- yeah, <laughs> I feel that, man. Uh, you want to stay in the Big Twelve? Uh, and hit this. My topic next topic here. was the college football yeah. conference shakeup. So we had a little bit of dust up this week with some of our transfers. Schools are moving around. We still got some of the dust settling. You know, last year the big news. So hey, the big news of Texas, Oklahoma moving to the SEC. Then not long after that, we've got USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten for whatever reason. Yeah. We have another Pac-12 team on the move: Colorado Buffaloes. Of headed up by Coach Prime, Primetime Deion Sanders is leaving the pack to Prime on the Buffalo. <laughs> oh, dude, that's oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, we used to watch those videos all the time together of the guy on a Buffalo from that movie. <laughs> yeah, the name of that band was like Possum Trot or Possum Something, and they were like guy on a Buffalo. Woo. We could do a whole episode yeah. on that, but. We'll save our listeners for this week. That'll be an opener for a, in a couple of weeks. But yeah. the Buffs yeah. are moving from the Pac-12 back to the Big 12 from whence they once came. Yeah, so honestly, of all the moves, this one is like the most excusable yeah. for me because like it feels like they should be mm-hmm. there anyways because that's where they were right, growing in the 90s. Up. You know, my whole thing with conference realignment is that it does away with all the natural mm-hmm. rivalries. You know, and I don't know that Colorado really has a natural rivalry, but if I think Colorado playing Oregon never felt like a mm-hmm. conference game. M- much more so if they played you know, Nebraska just, or Oklahoma. Much, right. And uh, another another bullet in my chamber here is Nebraska. Nebraska and Ohio State never feels like a conference game. Nebraska needs to go back to the Big 12 where yeah. they belong. They need to play Colorado. They need to play Texas. They need Oklahoma. to play Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and of course, Texas and Oklahoma is leaving now. But um, we're, I'm going to get into this in a minute. Uh, we're we're going to hit another couple topics here. Uh, regard in this in this segment, uh, what was interesting to me? Did you see that yesterday was a big day in, in college football regarding the Pac-12 because the commissioner was going to lay out his plan for a mm-hmm. TV deal. Uh, and this was going to basically the the existence as we know it of the Big 12, was going to hinge on the proposal that the commissioner made. Of the Pac-12. Because the commissioner mm-hmm. of the Pac-12, that's correct. Because it's known that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are like th- mm-hmm. together. All three of them are together. They're going to move together if they leave. And they want to know what the TV deal is. Uh, Chris Vernon's show had the stats, and I didn't write them down. I don't know. But basically – Every other conference has this huge payout uh, based on TV mm-hmm. revenue, and the Pac-12 wants an equal sure. TV deal. Uh, but the problem is the TV networks don't want to give it to them. And so the commissioner of the Pac-12 said at their meeting, basically pitched Apple TV Ugh. to us. Uh, and I guess going to piggyback off the messy stuff and maybe try to get in early I don't know but and I don't I haven't seen the response from the other teams yet but there's no way the Pac-12 is dead as as we know it because of that yeah as a fan of as I could put myself in the shoes of a fan in that Mm -hmm. conference uh 
it would suck beyond all measure to know this is first world problems. I get it. But I got YouTube TV or you've got Dish or you've got Direct or Sling or Hulu or what. There's Mm -hmm. a dozen of them these days. You get all the games Mm -hmm. on there. And to think that, okay, now I have to get out of that Start get into Apple Pay another TV. Subscription. I can't flip nope. back and forth, and so for us in the SEC, SEC country, ACC, or Big Ten, Big Twelve, any other team, I will not watch a big a Pac twelve game. Like, that's just what's, that. What's, what's, what, like, like we have a non conference home and away with Arizona State coming up. So we got Arizona this year, and then in twenty four and twenty five we play at Arizona State, and then Arizona State comes to Startville. So that game in Startville is fine. But the game we play at Tempe will be on Apple TV. Like, I'm like, we're going to pay for Apple TV? I want to say that game, that game looks a lot different. By the I mean, time probably. Year. What year That's did you say that was in? Or 24. That's in 24. We play at Tempe. Okay, so but maybe like, not. Think about, like, uh, Live. Live has been on these remote streaming channels, and nobody watches it because it's hard to watch. The announcers are terrible. The info and the graphics are are definitely a, a tier below what you get on CBS for the PGA tournaments. Nobody's going to watch this on Apple TV. I just refuse to believe that, you know, there are th- there is streaming platforms are here, and they're great for a reason. They're great for TV shows. They're great for movies. And they're great for a lot of things. But, and they're probably even great for sports that are only on that network. For instance, MLS. Right. You know, you only see the MLS on Apple TV. If you're a big MLS fan, then you can, you know, jump back and forth between games if they're playing at the same time, whatever. This is good for nobody uh, because unless you're just, I mean, unless you're a Pac-12 fan, that's the only way you're going to get any views on the Apple TV+. And then, and because of that, the revenue that they're going to get, the TV revenue they're going to get, is going to be based on out of market. I mean, out of conference yep. games, and who subscribes to Apple TV Plus because of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 that just lost USC and UCLA, they're arguably two their of their flagship biggest programs, and, yeah, and and their obviously biggest right. market. So you're not getting right. those. So your viewership is going to be very mm-hmm. poor, and. Shoot, they're already giving uh, a point or two to Messi for every new right. subscriber. So he's, he's all here for it. it. But like, <laughs> like you said, when when like Arizona State plays at Mississippi State, that's going to be on ESPN, and nobody's going to watch it on Apple TV. They'll watch that on ESPN. And so this is a bonehead move. If you want your conference to survive, especially because they're looking at adding like like Boise State, San Diego State, like the teams you're trying to replace USC, UCLA, and Colorado with are not the same level of brand recognition. Ain't nobody going to be tuning in to watch San Diego State, Boise State on Apple TV when you have to, like you said, leave your YouTube or whatever app or, or log off of DirecTV from watching Florida State Clemson or whoever else may be playing to go to a completely right. different platform. I mean, I'll be honest, ESPN Plus, the American Conference, was on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus a mm-hmm. lot last year. That's better yeah. than being on Apple TV because at least on ESPN Plus, if you're within the ESPN app on your Apple TV or whatever, a fire <coughs> stick, uh, then you can catch all the yeah. games right. in that one interface. Yeah. And it, 
You can't do that. So on here it is. So some believe the Pac-12's offer from Apple stands at about $20 million annually per school as a baseline. If accepted, the Pac-12 programs would earn more than $10 million less per year than their Big 12 counterparts. However, there are yeah. some incentives that could be uh, could let, reportedly bump the annual payouts to be competitive with those earned by the Big 12 and the ACC. So there's talk that it could end up being in the neighborhood of 30 to $31 million if they meet all of their incentives. But that's going to be based on viewership. And like we talked about, that's going to be a difficult thing yeah, to incentives make. Incentives are not mm-hmm. going to be met unless they set those <laughs> thresholds very low. very low. Absolutely, man. What a trash, uh, trash move. Did you see the Florida State? I did. They are interested in making a move. I did see that. Yeah. So they not just interested in making a move. The quote was pretty Pretty pointed. Um, And I'm trying to find the quote here. Forgive me. Uh, Okay. FSU uh, president. This is from Nicole Auerbach. FSU president Rick McCollum. This is the quote. We're one of the best media value teams in the United States. We, along with Clemson and others, help to carry the value of the media rights in the ACC. No offense to my colleagues, that's just mm-hmm. the numbers. So there he is appealing to yeah, Clemson. That we need to go. Uh, we currently we currently face a very difficult situation. We're seeing large media deals that have been made with the places like the Big Ten and the SEC, which in many ways is an existential crisis, perhaps for Florida State. Without increasing revenue, we will face major challenges to be able to compete. Uh, we are not, of course, we are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC. We love our partners. Our goal is to stay in the ACC, but staying in the ACC under the current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worst part of that quote is when he says, with the large media deals that have been made with places like the Big Ten and the SEC, which in many ways are creating, maybe it's an exaggeration, an existential crisis perhaps for Florida State, as we will be $30 million per school year behind in our gap in conference distribution. $30 million behind some of the bigger schools. Yeah, so the president is coming out and saying that they are considering it. Uh, The quote I saw earlier today from a board of trustees member was like, we will not be here past 2025. And so, you know, the trustees are the ones that right. vote on this thing. The pres- the trustees appoint the president in most right. situations. I'm not going to speak in fact there, but it's very interesting. Uh, and so I think by the end of 2024, we're going to have super yeah. conferences, and I think it's going to be to the demise of the Pac-12 and some key members the ACC. of – I think you end up with a, uh, a, a, I, a Clemson, Florida State, and probably two of the North Carolina teams in the SEC for recruiting and revenue sharing. I don't know about Miami. It's funny they're kind of leaving Miami out in the cold with uh, with all this uh, this talk because Miami hasn't been relevant in college football in a long time. But if you want to start sharing the love, then you definitely want to you know look at some of those Tobacco Road teams for college basketball. But I agree. I think down the road, like we're going right. to have three super conferences. And Notre Dame and teams That's like Notre Dame and Liberty are going to have to, which Liberty's joining the conference, but like Notre Dame and these teams got to figure out what they're going to do, or they're going to be left out in the cold as an independent. Right, and so that's why I think like if, if you look down the road, I think it's plausible that you end up with three, six, three twenty team yeah. leagues, and, you know, because the Power Five right now has sixty schools. There's your right. sixty schools. 
you have – I think the next SEC move will be basketball-related. Yeah. That's why I think they would go after, say, North Carolina NC and State. Kansas. So, my cousin Jim North posed Ka- Kansas, and yeah. that's a smart move. I think Kansas is a smart move because, one, you've got mm-hmm. Missouri, and they're on yep. their own up there. And you can restore that. And then you've got so then you've got a TV viewership in Kansas City and Topeka, Wichita, which shares like a massive you know massive sports obvious you know places. And then it's also great for recruiting because now you've got a footprint in that area that you can help pull more athletes. I don't think, I think initially when they went for Texas A and M and Missouri, they were looking at footprint Mm -hmm. and size of market and trying to make in ways. I don't think they're worried about that anymore. I think that they are worried about being competitive yeah. in all sports, and you've made obvious moves in, tex- in Texas A&M and Missouri. Uh, Texas A&M football and baseball know, supposed to be a supposed to be a football move. It hasn't. But they've out been pretty way. good in baseball. They uh, were in Omaha last year, so yeah, yeah. They're not. Nobody's making any moves for baseball. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as much as we love it in the SEC, I just we don't just think dominate regardless. So. Uh, yeah, um, I think you look at a Virginia. Uh, North Carolina, Kansas. Uh, I don't think you end up with like Clemson or uh, any of like the big brands like that. But if you could go for like North Carolina, Kansas, Virginia, Duke. and uh, yeah, if you can get Duke or but Duke, uh, and, Duke and Clemson he, feel more like Big Ten. I, I can big see ten for, teams. I see Florida yeah. State, but then you got to get uh, Florida State because you've got the already. Uh, in-state rivalry with Florida. But then where does Miami go? Do they uh, go to the Big Ten or do you just get But them? Miami is not a it's not a rival the way that Florida State yeah. is. But if you pull and Florida State in, because that, that rivalry is historically huge, Florida State-Miami. Not like Florida State-Florida, though. They play know, week, week 13 every year. I just – I don't you see it like wide left, I, wide right maybe from the early 2000s and 90s? Man, that was some big rivalries. But that that's the point I'm about to make. Uh, maybe I'm wrong – but I tend to put Miami in the Nebraska category where they are the 90s. They have done nothing since. Since Ken Dorsey yeah. left, they have True. done nothing. And It's because they so took away to two live crew, efforts. man. If they let two live crew do their thing, Miami would still be relevant. <laughs> yeah, and so I just don't know what – Miami's been to more Elite Eights and Final Fours, and they've, they, you know, yeah. they've been – had really That's successful fair. football teams. Uh, so maybe you make it on those grounds. But if you're adding four teams, the four teams, I'd be like uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Kansas. Florida State. Florida State or NC State. You know, what about like Oklahoma that. State you know, you to can, give another rival to Oklahoma? So that's what I was going to talk about next. Uh, so Oklahoma State would be cool. Uh, to me, I feel like I don't know if they would do that. I don't know how Oklahoma would feel mm-hmm. about it, you know. That's the other big thing that I wanted to talk about with, and it leads to a trivia question I have mm. for you. We're changing this up a little this week. Um, so the one of the big things that you've lost with all this realignment is the natural right. rivalries that you got. You're losing rivalry games. And so I'm sure you saw where Oklahoma State, uh, Mike Gundy was asked if he wants to continue playing Oklahoma after Oklahoma leaves the SEC. His quote was, Bedlam is history because OU chose to follow Texas and money to the SEC. <coughs> Oklahoma State has no part in this. It's comical they wanted to bring it into us. So why are you putting it on us to bring back the rivalry, to continue the rivalry, when you were the one that chased money and 
followed Texas to the Get SEC. <laughs> so it sounds like Bedlam is yeah. dead. And Man. you you lose Bedlam. Uh, you're going to lose. Uh, let's get to the trivia question. So, Bedlam. Mm-hmm. I got on the Google machine today, found the longest run rivalries mm. games in college mm-hmm. football yep. to date of all well, mm-hmm. of all time. And then I've got something mm-hmm. to date that kind of jump in there. Um, so, can you guess? The longest running college football rivalry game going right right now. It's still it's still played. So it's got to be like Harvard Yale, something. Harvard Yale is the Harvard third Princeton. Longest. Harvard Princeton is the second longest. And if you get this uh-huh. right, I will buy you a house. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me think. Cause, it is cause called. The, because so one of my trivia questions was, was the first college football game of ever, and it was because it was in eighteen sixty something. Hang on, I'm gonna figure this out. You give me just a second. So it was in eighteen sixty nine. Was Rutgers and Princeton, but they don't play each other anymore. This series started in eighteen sixty five. Hang on, one. Let me let me think. So. They have just completed their 158th straight game. Year so it's got to be one of those Ivy League schools somewhere up there. Oh, no. it's not. No. Mm. You have got the alma mater of C.J. McCollum. Uh huh. You know where that is? Yeah, from is? Uh, Portland. Uh, well, he's New Orleans now. No, I know who it is. Do you know where it is? Uh, where he went to college? Give me the other one. He made a run. Give me the other huh? one. Huh? A famous alumni from the other one? I don't, I don't oh, know. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a city in Louisiana, but I don't know that that's the. It's not. Oh, boy. I don't think it's the college is in that city in Louisiana. Is it, uh, is it Grambling? <laughs> like Grambling? No, no, it's not. No, it is or Lafayette. If you're Lafayette. in Louisiana, I don't no. know. Versus Lehigh. Lehigh. Oh yeah. Or CJ McCollum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh, just some fun facts here. So you got two and three. Yale and Princeton played for 144 straight year, years. Yale and Harvard 138. The next, uh, some of the high points. Uh, Paul Bunyan's mm-hmm. axe. You know who, who is in that, that Minnesota game? and Big Ten uh, matchup? Uh, Purdue, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <clears throat> Wisconsin played for 130. I remember that from those years. NCAA football games. Where you had the you could play those rivalry games for the trophies. You remember that? You can get them in your case. That was a cool one. Uh-huh. That one, the little brown yeah. jug. The Paul Bunyan Dax is one of the And the little brown jug, those are pretty cool. Football. Yeah. Um, Georgia-Auburn is the longest-running SEC mm-hmm. series, 127 straight years. Navy-Army, 123. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Egg Bowl, do you know how many years that's been going on? So, Ole Miss has been a university for since 1848, right. so – Predates it's football, but Mississippi, Mississippi State yeah. wasn't they, until it was Mississippi A and M, like in the late eighteen, early nineteens. Yeah, so they've been playing. Let's see, two zero two three minus. They've been playing since nineteen oh three. They've been playing. A hundred and nineteenth Egg Bowl was mm-hmm. just played. Um, I will note it because I'm a journalist. Ole Miss leads the series sixty six forty six at two. So if you won the next twenty, you would just be. Yeah, but who won the last one? Uh, mm. I don't remember. 
116. Uh, who won the last conference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can keep going about who did it last yeah. if you want to, but history matters, mm. Rusty. You know, uh, those who don't appreciate history sees it repeated. No, something like know, that. Or something, something like that. that. You sound like a Yankees <laughs> fan First, now. Oh, well, 27, 27 <laughs> World Series, but the last one was in like 2011. <laughs> oh. oh, no, but I remember the last time Ole Miss beat State. It was la- yeah, two it was years ago. It was last year. <laughs> and, then, and then three years <laughs> But ago. it wasn't last year, dadgummit. <laughs> and when was the last time you beat so, us in a series in baseball? Uh, I digress. Uh, I will have to object. Um Wikipedia said Ole Miss was 64 and 46 instead of 66. Because you vacated but, wins? Because um, those vacated wins are the still third, the, the third most vacated <laughs> wins in NCAA football history. Yeah. 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 Uh, we were paying people before it was cool. <laughs> y'all, were, y'all were ripping off SMU. Uh, 116 straight years Mississippi State has mm-hmm. played LSU. Uh, 111 years LSU has played Ole Miss. Um, and uh, 107, Mississippi State and Alabama. Not anymore. That one ends next uh, year, which is wild. So does the LSU streak. Oh, my goodness. So does Alabama and LSU Alabama. both end yeah. next year. This is the so last time we play them. Yeah. That's what I was. So it'll make it to 117 and 100. Look back. When we talked about uh, SEC eight, and, and alignment yeah. in an episode about six or eight episodes ago, we talked about this, and I was on a, I was on a soapbox about losing these rivalries, man. It's been 116 years that Alabama and Mississippi State's play, which – have Listen, lost to I ain't mad State. about not having. And I'm telling <laughs> they you, they kick our butts no uh, more. A point. One thing that's funny to me. So, Mike Gundy, I'll read the quote again. Oh shoot! Why did Twitter refresh? I hate that. I was literally only like two minutes yeah. ago. You look away for uh, just a second. And it goes he away. said, "Bedlam is history because Oklahoma chose to follow <laughs> Texas and money the SEC. Oklahoma State has no part in this. It's comical they want to bring us into it. I feel like it's important now to remind." Everybody of the 117 games of Bedlam, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Can <laughs> oh, God. you guess the overall record? Out of how many? All right. All right I'm going to tell you Oklahoma. By a lot. <laughs> yeah. Can you guess how many games out of 117 that Oklahoma It's got to be like 75. Okay, I'm doing some oh, math right here. Math is hard. All right, I'll say that they've won 78% of Good the Lord. The record sets at 91, 19, and 17. <laughs> so, Oklahoma State has won two more games than they have tied <laughs> against Oklahoma. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Oklahoma State's like, yeah, no, we're not playing you anymore. You left. And then they're like. Yay! <laughs> sure, we'd love to play you. Darn, UCF. I hate that. Now we got to pick up Cincinnati. <laughs> Crap. Darn. Yeah. So, 91, 19, and 17 is an overall record that does not deserve a trophy or no. a name. So, Mike Gundy, talk <laughs> your crap, game, man. That yeah. is very much like – that's like, like the bully being held back by the like, other guys. He's like, yeah, you come at me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like Mississippi State coming in like, all right, we're going to name uh, the uh, new rivalry between Alabama and Mississippi State, the Maroon Bowl. <laughs> Like you don't the battle ever, of eighty two. You gonna put no. a trophy there because you'll no. never see it. <laughs> the last time we beat Alabama was two thousand seven. I was there for that one, but been a hot minute. Yeah. So, 
Uh, that's all I've got here. Uh, Oklahoma State, you can act offended all you want to. You, you glad they are. Like I'm, I'm upset we had, yeah. we're breaking the tradition of playing Alabama, but we ain't got to play Alabama anymore. <laughs> You're breaking the tradition of getting of our losing tail kicked by Nick Saban. <laughs> Um, if it weren't for 14 and 15, Ole Miss would never ha- – I wouldn't have good memories of Alabama <laughs> except for that one year that Eli mm. beat them in the driving rain. I was there. He hit Jason Armstead in the corner of the end zone from like the mm. two-yard line with a, a minute to go. And a minute to go back in the day was, was you it. were toast. I mean, there was, you weren't throwing the ball much. You weren't built yeah. to throw the ball. And, uh, yeah, so I remember that game. It's the only time I've seen Ole Miss beat Alabama yeah. in person because I missed it. October 4th, 2014. Yeah. So, speaking of football, we'll stick with that. It's not looking pretty for Jonathan Taylor and our friend Patrick Jones' Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts. That, rela- that relationship is souring quicker than some old fruit, man. That is not looking good right now. With Jonathan Taylor has now requested a trade, and Jim Irsay, the GM, came out and said, basically said, the owner, owner basically came out and said, uh, no. Sorry about your luck. So this is weird yeah. because the way this worked out was that Jonathan Taylor, in his Skype call with all the running backs, you know, he led the league in rushing two years ago. Uh, he's inarguably one of the best running helped backs. Me, young helped running me win backs. A, a fantasy football trophy yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah cause he and came I made a late trade for year, him last year. Everybody gave me crap and, uh, about making that trade, but it worked. <laughs> I'm making a point. <laughs> I am too, dadgummit. <laughs> uh, and so he was wanted an extension. He wanted to get paid. And so as the story goes, he went into Jim Ursay's luxury motor home outside of, outside of the uh, mm-hmm. practice facility at minicamp and was like, so uh, I want to raise. And then he left mad. And immediately word got out that he immediately walked into the general manager's office, requested a trade. I've got the so, Jim Ursay quote to too, this point of the yeah. follow up. Right, hit the Jim Ursay. So Jim Ursay then came out, and then this is just wild. You've got one of the, like you said, a generational talent running back, one of the best in the league. I'm not going to go that far. He's that's what I'm saying, like, like, but like a great, great running back. If yeah. I die tonight, and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The NFL rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and goes, and it's a privilege to be a part of it. So go ahead and sit out the season if you want. Is I have to wonder if that's a real quote. I mean, Jim Ursay of all the owners would say that. G- yeah. You know, he, he said, he is a, Jim he is. Ursay, according to James Boyd of The Athletic, um, originally reported that. So, so then – after he requests a trade, Jim Irsay says, you know, you could die tomorrow and nobody would miss you. <laughs> uh, or you could be out of the league tomorrow and I could die and nobody mm-hmm. would miss us. Uh, then it comes out that the Colts are threatening to put him on the non-football yeah. injury list based the PUP on a back list injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the non-football mm-hmm. injury so that they would not have to Right, pay and him. he came out and tweeted and, and said, so, what back injury? Yeah, so apparently he – I don't know where things got weird, but now they're saying you're too hurt to practice. You cleared your physical when you left the team in March or in February when their last game was. And then was, Jim Irsay was on January. the Pat McAfee show just a few short weeks ago and said that he's all healed up from that ankle surgery and good to go. 
Yeah, so now he's got a back problem, Allegedly. apparently, is what they're alleging. And I saw a video of Jonathan Taylor today walking around practice on the sideline, and he's walking around like a 60-year-old man with no a back kidding. problem. And so I don't know if he tweaked it. I don't know if he's letting on. Immediately when I read the story that he's dealing with a back injury and that he could be put on the uh, pup list, my first thought was back to one of my greatest failures in fantasy football. And one year I drafted Le'Veon Bell with the first Mm. pick of the draft, and he did not play Mm. the whole season because he was holding out. And he would rather not get paid than play on the contract the last year of his contract. And so then he goes to the Jets and is a dud. (laughs) But he went to the Jets and Mm -hmm. got paid and didn't perform. So it's almost like uh, that's what he's hoping for. But what ended up happening, and it's what's probably killed the running back market to this date, I think you can trace this back to Le'Veon mm-hmm. Bell, and not because of Le'Veon Bell, but because James Conner, a rookie, late-round pick out of Pittsburgh, went right in and was incredible. And, uh, and I had him on my – I drafted him as a handcuff, and so it, my team could have yeah. been a lot worse. But uh, – James Connors filling in for Le'Veon Bell, who was holding out for a ton of money as a late-round running back uh, mm-hmm. rookie, is probably what is keeping mm-hmm. these top-tier running backs from getting the payday that they Between want. Between him today. and Todd Gurley and LaShawn McCoy, there's all these yeah, different the, like running backs. Yeah, just the age, the running backs right. aging out quicker right. and quicker. You know, So it's interesting. I'm curious how this – it's going to get more interesting. How this ends, it's really, it's a, it's a. You've gotten to the point to where it's not about football; it's about mm-hmm. pride and whether or not how much you want to get out there and play, and how much you're willing to set everything aside. If Ursay is is willing to to push ego aside, which he's never been shown before, or Jonathan Taylor uh, is willing to put his griefs aside and play it out, because if not the Colts, who are probably in the sweepstakes for number yeah. one pick, anyways, especially without Jonathan Taylor, uh, they they may be cool with him not playing. You know, yeah, one hundred percent. They may let him sit out, and they may try and find these trade destinations. They may find a way to get him out of there. But I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is a as a Colt for very long. I don't think that – I think his like his day is days are done, or at least limited in Indianapolis. This is, this is souring quickly. It's not looking good. I don't know that this is going to last, especially with Jim Irsay coming out and making the comments that he did. It's just nothing for relationship building at all, saying that you know, it doesn't matter. The league's going to go on without you. While not wrong, it's not what you want to say when your star running back is trying to get out. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's not looking pretty. But speaking of – players that are good at their job we're going to transition back into our nfl top 100 drew we've counted down from 100 to 71 last week we got to do a live presentation when they dropped that last 10 so drew starting at number 70 with mr joey bosa for the la charges run us through the next 10 that they've released they've actually got several several rounds but go ahead and cue those up yeah so uh we're going to hit some of these hard i'll make some comments every once in a while uh, Joey Bosa, who is an incredible talent, he is at 70 this year on the list. He actually dropped from 40 uh, last year. Uh, Matt Milano, an outside linebacker for the Bills. 
Zach Martin, a, another holdout from Dallas Cowboys camp, an offensive lineman that's holding out for more money. Uh, he's at 68. Amon Ra St. Brown, you're talking about all name teams here. Amon Ra and Equinemius St. Brown, the St. Brown brothers, are uh, the, they are the Manning family of football names. Uh, Amon Ra and Equinemius. Uh his quarterback, Jared Goff, soared up. He was unranked last year, but the Detroit Lions quarterback sits at 66 this year. Uh, Rusty's boy, Mississippi State alum, uh, Darius Slay, coming in at 65. Aaron Jones, the Packers running back at 64. Uh, Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle for Atlanta. Bobby Wagner, uh, longtime Seahawks linebacker, sitting at 62. Uh, and you get some... Uh, uh, you get a uh, skill position player here at 61. Uh, you got Debo Samuel, product of South Carolina, dynamic uh, gadget. I mean, the ultimate gadget guy. You know, he's not Darren Sproles by any means. Yeah, he's he's greater than Darren Sproles, who it's what I think of when I think of a gadget guy. Uh, he is a weapon. Catch the ball. He's even thrown touchdowns before. Uh, so he's there at 61. Uh, what strikes out to me is uh, we talked last week about the quarterback position and how Trevor Lawrence was behind so many players that we think that he's better with. I think Trevor Lawrence, Rusty, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was in the 90s, yeah. but in front of him was uh, – Justin Fields was, from uh, Chicago uh, was the Justin one. Fields. Yeah. And, yeah, Justin Fields. And uh, there was one more uh, uh, that – I'm having a hard time remembering seven days ago, which, uh, forgive me, uh, probably shouldn't have even brought it up. I can't remember it. But uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson was the other one. So, yeah. but, so Jared Goff at 66 above all these people, uh, he had a great year, and he's he's in a good mm-hmm. scheme, honestly, and he's got a lot more weapons than all of the people that we've talked about so far. But that so feels far. like a reach. So maybe he belongs, you know. Uh, <clears throat> Detroit, uh, don't look now, but are the favorites to – win the NFC for the first North. time. It's got to be for the first time since I don't know. Barry so Sanders. I saw a stat this week. It said that John F. Kennedy, the president who was unfortunately assassinated in like 1962, 64, somewhere right in there, has only missed one Lions playoff appearance. Oh one. my goodness. <laughs> How about that for a stat? Uh, and that wasn't even last year. Last year that, that, uh, Lions Packers game was like my favorite game. Get the of great all time. Jamal Williams but, uh, interview after. The, yeah, you got. Dang, uh, crying. It's all dog. We in all here. dogs <laughs> up in here. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, 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 they got eliminated earlier in the day because of a tie break. They needed the team to lose and they needed to win, but they got eliminated earlier in the day. And then they went on. It's like we're playing for nothing else but to eliminate the <laughs> season. They went out and beat them. And Jamal Williams cried. He said, "Don't let these tears fool you. We it's all, all dog up in, in here. here. <laughs> like my favorite went, but my favorite games of Absolutely. the year last year. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe are we kind of are we sleeping on Detroit or are we giving golf way too much credit? Now? They got some like, weapons. They had a man. good year coming from nowhere. Aiden Hutchinson but, is is the truth. That kid can play. That kid is good. the truth. They've got some some weapons and Ama and you know. I'm Ron St. Brown. Like, they've got some guys who can play. David Montgomery came over from Chicago. But, like, I mean, Kirk. David Montgomery came over, and then they drafted Jameer yeah, Gibbs. Yeah, and then they've got yeah. – but you got Kirk 
TJ but Hawkinson. you got Kirk Cousins in that division, and they were good last year. I mean, they can't win the big games in the playoffs, but they were like eight and one last year. I mean, they Minnesota's not bad. Chicago's going to be better. I think the divisions they were what, thirteen and three or thirteen and four in the regular. I season? think that division is more of a toss up, but I could. I mean, the Lions might sneak into that that position one in the NFC North. It could. Uh, I'm going to say that you can't rule out the Chicago yeah. Bears. And I'm not calling for Dude, it. They're Honestly, good. I haven't gotten into that mode yeah. yet. Uh, but if everybody is as high on fields as for taking that jump, if everybody's mm-hmm. right, a lot of people mm-hmm. are on it. I'm not a X's and O's guy. I'm not a film study guy. I couldn't tell you anything about the quarterback mm-hmm. position. Uh, but if, peop- if he takes a jump and if he turns out to be the caliber of player that, that people are projecting mm-hmm. him to be, uh, not just in fantasy, because he'll be fantasy relevant and still be a bad yeah. quarterback because of his rushing numbers, but as an actual NFL quarterback, that like you said, that division is wide open. I've got my money on Minnesota yeah. anyways because the only thing they're losing is Dalvin, and I've kind of spent this podcast the last <laughs> three weeks saying that with a good system, you play, can play, play with a running play back. And – and you've got a guy like Alexander Madison who's proven to be very good. Yeah, and anytime you've got Jay Jettas out, out wide and Kirk Cousins throwing a football to him, like you've got a great chance there. Chicago with D.J. Moore. Apparently D.J. Moore and Justin Fields spent the entire offseason, like once that trade happened. Well, D.J. Moore And once they developed yeah. chemistry there. Uh, Khalil Herbert, if he can stay healthy, is good at running back. Cole Komet. Uh, just signed a big deal, great tight end, and that defense is going to be really good again next year. Ryan Pohl spent a ton of money on that offensive line. Uh, the Bears the dark horse, but I think Minnesota's the favorite to win that division. I'm not ready to put money on the on the Lions yet. No, I'm not either. And as the season comes closer, you know, uh, we've got our first NFL game tomorrow Let's go. night. We get to see Texas A&M alum Kellen Mond. freaking Mond and, and the uh, Chicago, uh, Cleveland Browns take on the former number two pick, and he's also the number two quarterback <laughs> in the – in New York, the New York Jets and Zach Wilson uh, playing the uh, Cincinnati. Oh my goodness! I'm but I could never be you and I both, man. Yeah, you know, I'm like Rusty pronouncing <laughs> names over here trying to get this sentence out. Hold on, start <laughs> over. The Cleveland Browns and the Chicago. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland and Browns the New York Football Jets, and the New York Jets. So they're not the New That's York, the New York football, football Giants. Jets. You said that a it's few the football times. Football Giants. Yeah, it's the New York mm-hmm. Football Giants. They're not the. It, it's the J T S Jets. Jets, 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 Jets yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you. Could I've never in my life watched a Hall of Fame game? No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Well, and it's always it always gets the worst publicity mm-hmm. because they played on that field in Canton that they roll out. Astro turf like two days before, and everybody breaks. And they don't hype it up like it's like, oh yeah, that is tonight or tomorrow night. You don't think about it because there's not a lot of hype around it, and I think that's probably why they don't want you to see the massacre that happens on the field. Well, and they, they, uh, they build it around the Hall of Fame induction Mm -hmm. ceremony. So, uh, do you know who got inducted into the Hall of Fame this year that they're going to be celebrating? Not offhand, but I know they're celebrating a lot of people this year and some of their anniversaries, but not offhand. I don't remember. So, uh, a twin. Rondé Barber. Lesser twin. Yep. Rondé. Uh, actually, he was uh, the better twin, but I love Tiki because Giants I was a with Eli, Eli yeah. Manning fan. Yeah. Give me some uh, hands. I can probably figure it out. Don mm-hmm. Coriel, uh, 
I guess a legendary coach. He coached for 13 years, it seems like. Uh, so, uh, whatever. Chuck Howley. Uh, he played from 1958 to 1973 as a linebacker for the Bears and Cowboys. Joe Klecko, there's a name that we recognize. Uh, older, but well, I definitely, do recognize yeah. that name. Uh, Revis oh, Island. Oh, man. Uh, Darrell Revis, make you Ooh. feel old. Darrell Revis hasn't played in a So I saw years. this today. Let me Speaking to him, if you could pick one of these three cornerbacks in their prime, would you take Revis Island, Charles, Charles Woodson, or would you take Richard Sherman? And there's an obvious answer here. Oh, I was going to say Champ Bailey. But, these are the three that I uh, saw on Instagram earlier today. Revis Island, Darrell Revis, Charles Woodson, or Richard Sherman. Which of those three would you take? Probably and Revis. Revis was, was around for so long. And in his long. prime, he was like, different. He, he had the long. And he shut down the likes you know, of Sherman, Ocho Cinco and Calvin Moss. Johnson and Randy Moss. And, like, he, yeah. Revis Island was a real but thing. Sherman had big mm. moments. Uh, he had probably the biggest moment of all well, of them. Well, Sergeant you know, like Crabtree. When he deflected the – yeah, when he deflected Kaepernick's pass to Crabtree and he said, you, you this bum Michael Crabtree yeah. to Aaron Andrews yeah. after the game, like, um, anybody who hasn't seen it, this is an old YouTube video, but it's still one of my favorites. Look up the Frank Caliendo 30 for 30 on Richard <laughs> Sherman. You know, Frank Caliendo is the imper- the famous impersonator, does a lot of sports impressions. Yeah. Uh, he did a mock 30 for 30 documentary on Richard Sherman, starting from that <laughs> play, ending up to being the president of the United <laughs> so States. I remember that. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he does the McShay, the da, McShay and Kuiper. He goes, da, 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 da. I saw him last night. He popped yeah. on my Instagram feed last night when he stepped into Raiders camp as John Gruden doing his impersonation. Oh. And he goes, Mike Glennon, love you, man. We needed a quarterback with some neck and man, we found a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, ESPN killed McShay mm-hmm. and Kuyper. You know, because they, they, they can McShay. All right, so back to the Hall of Fame. Ken Riley, a quarterback for the Bengals. I mean, they went way back here. Uh, you want to feel old yeah, again? The, uh, Joe Thomas? Joe Thomas. Uh-huh. But he played for 30 uh, years. I always appreciated Joe Thomas. You know, you talk about uh, playing for one team is always something that I've kind of held in high regard because it never happens anymore. He only played for ten. Oh, I felt like forever. Yeah, all with the Browns. Uh, Zach, Zach Thomas, Thomas uh, yeah, the linebacker, Texas for the Tech Miami alumni, Dolphins, a little short dude. He's probably about uh-huh. about your height, about five four, but which is lethal. Yeah. Want to feel oh, old God. again? Uh, Demarcus oh. Ware, Cowboys, uh, Super Bowl champion from the uh, mm-hmm. Denver Broncos, uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> so you've got Demarcus and Zach Thomas and Joe Thomas, Ken Riley. Darrell Revis, Joe Klecko, Chuck Howley, Don Coriel, and was Joe Klecko, was he the Bills? Hall of Fame class. See, Joe Klecko, offensive lineman. He played for the uh, from '77 to '87 for the New York Jets, and in '88 for the Indianapolis. So I was the Jets and Colts. So he will go in gotcha. as a Jet. Uh, I couldn't tell you how I knew that name, but it's, it's one that sticks out. It's one of those the ether and through yeah. the years. It's just famous it's NFL offensive lineman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I look forward to about the yeah. Hall of Fame because now that we're getting old mm. enough to have watched the careers of a lot of these people, now none of these in particular speak to me. You know, 
I know Revis Island. He's my brother great. Clark's uh, a big Dolphins fan, so I watched a lot of Zach Thomas, and he was a just a mean middle linebacker. And then Joe Thomas, obviously, just because he was in our lifetime, probably the most recent one. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've got for the Hall of Fame game. It's only important for uh, two reasons. It kind of makes me feel like football's coming back. And then you see who yeah. gets hurt. And you occasionally uh, get a great speech. Unfortunately, you occasionally get a great speech from a Hall of Famer. but Yeah, but I'm not watching that anyways. I'll the catch highlights. The, the, the clips. On Twitter. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter yep. the next day. So, uh, you got anything else for us tonight? What Oh, where are we sitting at here? This one, this one. Yeah, I thought like I told Drew earlier, like you know, getting ready for this, I didn't feel prepared. Like I had a lot to talk about, and man, we uh, we've been gabbing for a long time. We're probably at least an hour and a half, hour forty, uh, yeah. based on our clock here. We, we deep, we deep dove a couple real topics there, and, and caught some. We caught some rabbits. We didn't just we chase them. We caught some, some rabbits with a twi- with a twelve U <laughs> baseball team and. <laughs> and the all name uh, team. Uh the conference realignment. Yeah, all name team. So yeah, so I've enjoyed this yeah. week. We uh a little bit more scatterbrained edition of the Two Buck Sports Podcast this week, but we are in the off season. We're That's in the it. doldrums. And so uh today is August the second. We are Less than a month away from college football. So starting next week, I promise you'll start getting some college football content. I'm going to spend some time this weekend deep diving on some of the SEC because that's the only conference that really matters. And so we'll we'll talk about some of the teams in the East and West. We'll work through a few teams each week as we get ready for college football season. I think we've got some pretty cool guests coming up too that'll be on the podcast. Going to go ahead and tease that one. We won't say who just yet, but we got some pretty cool guests I think y'all will enjoy. But the main thing is we're going to talk college football for the next few weeks, gearing up for that opening weekend. And, Drew, I cannot wait for football to be back. Yeah, me neither, man. It feels like all is starting to get back in the world. My wife is a teacher. We have three kids. And it's like the summers are chaos because it's like the family's home all the time. There's no real – Outside of my job, like my work, it never feels like there's structure, mm. which is one of the joys yeah. of summer. You know, if you want to go to the pool one day, like you, you, I have to look at your calendar to see what day of the week it is. You know, that's what we've dealt with for the last two months. And so, like, here we are getting structure back. I know that we're going to start getting really hot, and then it's going to tail mm. off. <laughs> and then right when it starts to creep down a little bit, there's football. And I could not be more excited for fall. Could not be more excited for football. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, Vegas actually has Ole Miss as a favorite in ten games Dang. this year, which uh, we'll, we're going we'll to get into all we'll that. Get into yeah. that right now. But uh, look at how many weeks are we? Are we four weeks roughly, away? Yeah, four weeks. Yeah, roughly four four podcasts yeah. away. So we got sixteen teams. We'll bounce off two teams apiece yep. next week, uh, and then we'll try to get you to 16 by the time kickoff comes uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, the weekend before yep. Labor Day, the Saturday mm. before Labor Day. So. Oh, can't wait, man. Can not It's cool wait. the weather's so coming. Rusty has Let's been go. A, it has been a fun yeah, night and a, a longer-than-usual podcast, but, you know, time flies when That's you're right. having fun. And we have a good time. If nobody <laughs> listens to us, we – we still had a good time entertaining That's ourselves. Right. So if you want to listen to us, check us out at the Two Bucks Sports Podcast. It's on Spotify. It's on Google Play. It's on Apple. It's on YouTube. Search us Two Bucks Sports Pod. 
uh, check our channel out. Give us likes. Uh, give us comments. Uh, interact with us on Instagram if you have any questions, your concerns, or uh, anything else you want us to talk about. We'll be glad to take any and all recommendations uh, into consideration. And I promise you, I'll, I'll just go ahead and put this out without Rusty's permission. If you've got something you want us to discuss, 100%. we'll discuss it. 100%. That's where we're at right now. So just hit us with any little thing you've got. You want us to... Uh, to solve uh, a marital uh, a mar- marital discourse, yeah. we'll do it. If you Drew might be better to, at that uh, than me, but out, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you want us to pick the stocks you want to invest your 401k in, yeah. let us know. You trust That's us, it. we'll pick them. You won't like our strategy because I'm going to go based on something. Yeah. You can't get mad point. because it's yeah. not professional advice. You so, asked for it from two knuckleheads, so that's yeah. what you get. <laughs> you yeah. get what you get. So you know where to you know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, the number two buck sports podcast. Keep listening to us. Uh, keep talking to us. We enjoy to hear the feedback. Rusty, if you ain't got anything else for him today, um, I have That's enjoyed. it, man. Have a good week, guys. We'll see y'all back here next week for our latest jam-packed episode. Enjoy it, buddy. See ya. Yeah.